0: everybody, welcome to another episode of Off the Dome radio. We have a very special guest today that has a special relationship with one of our hosts. What, what? Carol Slager is a health coach, author and owner of Inkwell Healthy Lifestyles, which is a health coaching brand that helps people with individualized coaching reach uh, their higher self, if you say, in the area of health, nutrition, uh, lifestyle. Um, in this interview, Carol gets into her childhood being raised to make healthy choices, how we can take food traditions that were in generations in the past and translate it into healthy options today. She talks about her motivations to get her pharmacy degree, working in pharmacy retail for CVS, for various pharmacies, uh, her enjoyment with working with the individual patient and how she had to make the tough decision to leave a very stable work environment uh, and the moments that she... Face when she was working for CVS with her individualized interactions in the moment which she realized hey, this stable work environment, this good company, it may not be worth it may not be worth it to me anymore, but I can do something that's gonna help other people reach an even higher level of success. A different alternative than the typical prescription drug. Getting into the deep stuff and really helping people reach a higher level of success. And also the most important thing she learned through this tough transition, because we all know going from a stable work environment to the entrepreneurial route—it's a tough journey. Hard. She's lived it. She's going through it right now. Um, she's been at it and grinding. She, she talks about that. Slager, what else she get yeah. into?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's funny that you know a big premise of ours is leaving—you know—in leaving, you know, our case, a stable work environment as well. And she goes through the practices and the struggles and what she—you know—her mindset, how she approached things uh, to really be ready to do that to leave something like you said that is stable to take that risk for yourself and have that blind leap of faith um and she she does get into the goals and, and visions for the business as well what she's really trying to do with it what she's trying to create from it and she's she's already having such good positive impact on people's lives and you know yes she she can help you with lifestyle and food but there's also intangibles of you know sometimes someone just needs to to vent to her and just let a bunch of emotions run through see and, and that's hard to market so uh, we, we dig into a little bit of that i, I try to uh kind of feel like hey there's still more that that is not always advertised because it's it, it depends on the individual as well and so she gets into some of that and and ends by explaining how she helps clients overcome again those emotional hurdles so that's uh more towards the end of the episode we get into that so if that's something to where, man i I might need to hear about that. If you can't listen to the whole thing, sh- uh, skip right to that. But we, we get into some some good, deep, deep stuff in this episode. So, like I said, I'm biased. It's my mom, but I thought it was a pretty good one, too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. We always appreciate your time, your ear. Uh, hope you're having a glorious Thursday uh, today. And, uh, you know, don't don't live for the weekend, but you can be excited. Hope you have some good weekend plans. It's race. Welcome to the Indy 500, baby. Greatest spectacle in racing sports. We'll see you. Carol Slager, mom, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging with us. Thank you. Inkwell Healthy Lifestyles, Inkwell Coaching.
0: Tim, welcome to the show. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, Carol. Thank you for uh, for letting me stay at your house this weekend. Your uh, your dinner has been amazing so far. Your your meals. Thank Tim, you, Tim. It's a
2: pleasure to have you and as our guest and mm-hmm. um, yeah, our, our casa su casa, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. I like that policy.
1: Me casa su casa. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mom, uh, let's okay. just jump right in. So, give us kind of like the background. You know, I know a little bit about you. Do um,
0: you <laughs> think? <laughs> See where I get
1: my sarcasm from. Um, most people don't, but you got quite quite the journey here. Uh, so let's strap in and um, start. If you want to start with childhood and how you grew up there, how you were raised, and then moving on to school, uh, Walgreens, and then so on and so forth.
2: That's a major. That's a major journey, right? <laughs> well,
1: strap in. Hang on tight.
2: Sure. Well, you know, what I tell you about childhood because I think we always wonder where where did this all start? Where was the origin of those things that make us who we are today, right? And you know, there's there's obviously the people who are always in our environment, where we grew up, uh, genetics plays a role in, in heritage and all that. And And what I can tell you is that uh, as a youngster, my mother really always hitting home on how we had to make healthier choices with our food. You know, fast food was a rarity. And, um, you know, like, so McDonald's, oh, that was a treat if we ever got to do a McDonald's and, and, uh, and dairy queen, anything like that, a big treat. And yeah, you know, I make a joke, um, that I, I was raised on ice cream and I love ice cream to this day is, is, Anybody who knows who knows <laughs> that ice cream is my favorite food. No. It's in, you know, in the title of my book. Um, so as a youngster, um, being an only child, my parents liked to make homemade ice cream. And so we would do that in the summer on Sunday afternoons. Hmm. Mom would make the batter. Dad would freeze the ice cream in the basement. You know, it, we had the electric ice cream machine and I'd hear that rock salt going and I'd Mm -hmm. get so happy. And we'd invite friends over.
1: And this was on the farm?
2: No, this was, we lived in Glen Park. We lived in Gary.
1: Oh, this was Gary.
2: Okay. This was Gary. I was, uh, that's where I, I, my roots are in Gary. Yes. So we'd have friends over and have that ice cream. Soup bowls. Soup bowls of it. <laughs> and, you know, if any of you have made homemade ice cream, and it could be different. I think it could be different <clears throat> now. But but then, if, if you let it sit a day in the freezer, it got like a rock. So it's yep. really only good the first day. Mm-hmm. So it was just fun. Soup bowls of ice cream with our friends and really happy memories. And and as I often talk about, which, you know, this leads into what I do, is helping people with their food challenges and, and everything that goes along with it. Because there's always so much more than the food, right? I mean, we think about a memory and we think about people that might have what we call, what, you know, it's not really a common phrase, but I actually had to do an article about food trauma. You know, what does that look like? Like I just told you about a happy memory Mm -hmm. that to this day I eat ice cream and there's that part of me that still goes back to that little girl, you know, with mom and dad, having the friends over, hearing that ice cream, right? And there's so much connection to that. And so when people, you know, maybe they had something where they were eating a food and and maybe the the parents, you know, somebody left and and they were angry and that food today could be a real problem for them um, because they connect, they associate something negative with that food. So it can go both ways. Mm -hmm. And the other thing um, uh, is that when people are looking on how can we make some shifts with what we're doing with our food and, and our lifestyle and how we're eating and everything that goes with that. You know, there's some things people there, unless it's really making them ill, they're simply not going to let go of, you know, they're like, when I was a kid, this was important to me. This food is, is part of who I am. And so, you know, maybe we have to make an adjustment with how we make that food. I have to now with things that, uh, that have gluten. I, I found that's a sensitivity for me in recent, you know, just recently uh, yeah, within a year. thanks a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, and, and it, it's not a severe thing, like some people have it severe, but it's mm-hmm. been enough that it's caused an issue. And I just learned this, right? So how do I take those foods that as a kid uh, were part of growing up with, with mom and grandma from, you know, the European part of the world and all, and all the baking my grandmother did because she was from Austria. Um, how do I make that into something that now I can still enjoy and keep those great memories in our family tradition, right? So when we think about um, making any kind of a a change with the way we eat, how we eat, what we eat, what does that look like? You know, it can seem really simple on the surface. And yet when you go underneath the underneath, there's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's really the type of work I do, is let's really delve into what else is going on. Yeah. Besides, um, oh, you had too many sodas this week, did you? Okay, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so much more. And that kind of work to me is, uh, is quite fulfilling. Um, and then, and then to, to watch how people, they just light up and get so excited that they can figure that out then. And, and how to make that work in their life to uh, make them feel more complete.
1: Yeah, so you're looking for the thing behind the thing.
2: You got it. Yeah, we delve, we dig, um, and that ta- you know that's that takes some time, and people have to really be um, ready to do that kind of work.
1: Yeah. Um, what What were some of the foods that, if you have an example for us, that you had to change up to keep the memory alive? Where was like ah. The original recipe, I, I can't do that. Okay, so, I
2: got one for you. This because is, some people
1: might be like, "Man, I have that too. Like, what right, do I use instead?" Right,
2: right. Um, you know, I ha- I made chocolate chip cookies. I think I was seven, uh, something like that. And I, I had my friend from from down the block. You know, we, we lived down a block, and we had the big hill. And I'm like, I'm gonna get my friend. And she's, you know, her mom's like, "Come on over and show show uh, show Gail how to make these cookies." And I go, "Okay, so." <laughs> I, I'm like seven or eight, you know, wow. and I'm and I, I've been making them because my mother and my grandmother taught me, right? It's it's just kinda like that tradition. So we make the chocolate chip cookies and as you know, Colin, mm-hmm. I, I've made those your whole life. I Ugh. learned how to you know, I, I switched. It's like a stuff. second religion in this house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll say what type of cookies would would everyone like and they're like, There's more than one kind. Right? <laughs> um, every family reunion, I took the cookies. I mean, even now, we'll we'll get together with friends, and if I don't show up with those cookies, it it can get a, there's
1: an there's hell to u- pay. Yeah, it yeah. can be
2: an ugly scene, really yeah. ugly. So how so do I, I do that?
1: Link out of the room like ah. Uh,
2: so I, I got learned to, to, do. Yeah, yeah. So we call them, you know, snuck and cookies, right? There's a there's mm-hmm. a little joke there. The snuckin' cookies because we'd go visit people and you know Ryan would sneak the cookies out of. the Well, you
1: know, us. you'd show up with a full container night of, and by the next morning, a third of it's <laughs> gone. A
2: Third of it's gone, and, and so yeah, we took you know, those to our the, our friends and we're visiting them, and yeah. and where'd all the cookies go? The, yeah. the
1: kids would always be up later. Obviously, you're running around, and then. The parents would be watching a movie, and we literally sneak down, get like a handful of cookies for everyone, go back upstairs. So yeah, snuck in cookies.
2: Snuck in cookies. It's like were, currency
0: in this house. They were born. It really is.
2: Yeah, you're gonna get the more time you spend with this family, Tim. You're gonna get to know that it's. It, yeah. You know, it really is so much. We're so food oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, we absolutely enjoy it, mm-hmm. and and I and we all should. I, yeah. I think food is one of those things that. Um, we're supposed to really enjoy our food yeah. and, and not be like, oh, I'm afraid to eat that. No, that's not how we live. We live in, in abundance, right? Wow. So back to the cookie story. So with you and your brother not doing dairy, um, switching out, you know, butter and using um, the, the earth balance, butter mm-hmm. sticks, which to this day, I I still use because um, they, they do a phenomenal, they just work beautifully in baked goods. So now to switch out the flour, I've, I've experimented with recipes where I can use a gluten-free flour. I've also used an almond flour to make some, and, you know, those don't stay around long either. I'll hide no. them in the freezer. And, no,
1: Tim's had those too, the little round ones, yeah, the tiny the ones. Little <laughs>
2: cookie bites, yeah. You, you, you know, if I know you're showing up, those are just going to disappear no matter how far back in the freezer I hide those, right? Yeah. right? So there's there's always a way to figure it out, and and that's the challenge, and that's that's what's fun. And we're going to, we're going to, you know, try things until we do figure out a solution that's really going to stick. That's going to be to give us that life of abundance. You know, Mm -hmm. I think people think about their health and, Oh, you know, they, they switch into, I can't have, or, you know, they get, they feel limited by their bodies and to say, you know what, let's not even go there. Let's think of all that's possible. Let's get creative. With what we where we can do, there's so much to choose from, mm-hmm. and and that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah.
1: So you got all your cooking, your baking when you were in Gary, and then you're showing other friends how to do it. So how how much longer were you in Gary, um, and then your school? You no, know, we
2: stayed in northern northern uh, northwest Indiana till about uh, I want to say maybe fourth grade. Okay, it was in fourth grade, and we uh, we moved to the central part of the state and uh, and lived there. Uh, we lived in Danville, Indiana, for a okay. couple years, and then we, uh, we moved to Thorntown, uh, Boone County, <laughs> Boone County. Uh, my dad wanted farmland. He'd grown up on a farm, so we lived in the middle of 40 acres, mm-hmm. had corn on one side, soybeans on the other, and rode a bus an hour and a half to school. <laughs> and <laughs> so I joined every sport I could yeah. so that I could drive when I reached that age and um, Mm -hmm. yeah so the physical fitness started early because I either had to walk this I think our driveway was probably like an eighth of a mile and uh, it'd be pitch black it'd be cold and so I'd have to walk that to get to the bus and when I was late I'd have to run so (laughs) which made sense so then I'd be on the track team and Mm -hmm. the swim team and you know, whatever team I could get on, so that I could not have to ride that bus. See? Yeah. So between the, the athletics and the um, and the food, huh, yeah, I think I think it kind of tends to see how how I've ended up where I've ended up. Sure. I um, in, in the thought of when I was trying to determine, you know, what do you what am I going to do with my life? I, I've loved to write. I've always loved to write. Uh, that's a big part of of who I am. So um, I, I remember going to um, a two-week course in IU in Bloomington, creative writing course, um, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I always enjoyed those classes, even in pharmacy school. You know, so so t- again, going back to deciding what am I going to do, right? And I remember talking to my swim coach. I go, you know, I'd like to do something I can help people heal. I don't know what that would look like and she's so tossing out things he's like oh the pharmacy thing and I go okay let me see what that would be like and I thought I think that'll that'll work I'll give that a whirl and uh that that whirl lasted a really long time for me and uh, I worked in a an independent pharmacy all through uh all through college I work on weekends and in the summer where'd you go to school Went to Butler University. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Yeah, we're all Butler alums here
0: mm-hmm.
2: in this uh, fireside chat. Yes, yeah, so we <laughs> are. <laughs> Our entire family, On right?
1: Bulldog coasters.
2: Bulldog coasters. Yeah, that's that's how we roll. Yeah. We fly the bulldog flag, and I say we all ble- bleed blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a bulldog though. We have a different kind of dog, but
1: yeah. yeah she does.
2: She's, she's uh, she works, but okay, so. Um, yeah, the pharmacy thing worked for a long time. So I did retail. I did not do hospital ever. Always did retail and worked for uh, Hooks back in the day. I was an assistant manager for Hooks. I started out in Greenfield, Indiana, uh, as an assistant manager there, and um, then we moved. Uh, we moved back to the region, and so I worked for Riberty's for a good long time. Floated floated to different pharmacies uh, that Riberty owned all over Northwest Indiana and really enjoyed that. Um, that was before, before, I had any, before we had any children. So that was a good gig because you could meet people and, and you had a flexible schedule, and it was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. And then uh, Riberty, uh, the Riberty drug chain was sold to Walgreens, and they put me in one place, and I became a pharmacy manager. I did that for quite a while. Till I had your brother, and then I went part time, and uh, and somewhere in those years, I want to say right around, uh, right when you guys were probably like nine and six or something, I started getting restless. You know, saying this this just is. So it was like about 1999. Wow. I started to feel some restlessness with my work. Like, what do you Started doing? way back then. Yeah, way back then, <clears throat> and uh, way back then, I'm trying to. Th- You know i think i think we all and and you're going to relate to this you know you start to relate your work with this is who i am this is my identity and it didn't feel like a fit you know i think it did for a really long time and i loved it and then all of a sudden it felt like it wasn't fitting quite right kind of like a pair of shoes that these aren't good these aren't quite right anymore and i couldn't put my finger on it
1: I was about to ask, were there specific things that, that happened? Uh, other people that came through the, the pharmacy, you know, higher-ups?
2: I can That I caused can't, you to
1: feel restless?
2: I can't really, again, come up with a specific answer. All I knew was that... I remember talking to one of my pharmacy friends, one of my sorority sisters, going, you know, like, are, are you good with what you're doing? And she's like, well, yeah. I'm like
1: <laughs> That's convincing. I'm
2: like... <laughs> I'm not you know i'm I'm like I'm just I'm not feeling it, and i I don't know what to do with that. and um she couldn't she couldn't really I don't think she could identify with that, huh and uh, and then i I thought i gotta I, I think that's when I started writing again. I got back into some writing and thinking, okay, I gotta figure this out because um these shoes aren't comfy, <laughs> You're right. And so, um, and, and then through that journey, deciding that, you know, whatever's going on, I got to, how am I going to show up? How am I going to show up at this this place of work and really, um, again, give my attention to these patients? Because I, I loved the patient work. I think it was, you know, every profession over the course of decades changes. You know, there's lots of transformations and I don't care what what anybody does you're gonna see it evolve um and i think sometimes that evolving results in this just isn't where i belong and i really think that's more what happened you know it's the scope of of everything started to expand the reason i got into it was to really spend a lot of time with that patient interaction and then as as different pharmacies you know simply get busier with the volume you're just really restricted to how much time you can spend and that's, I think, really, you know, as I sit here uh, discussing this with you, that's what's hitting me. Because hmm. I, I loved that patient contact. And, and, you know, it's like I just really wanted to do that. So even in later years when I was really, really part time, that was what they had me do. I got to do all the patient consultations. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that. And I thought, you know, this is it this is it, and, and how can I make this work in my life and, and give people health in a different dynamic than, than wearing the white coat?
1: Yeah, so what would those counter. consultations entail? What would those look like when you sat no, with those I just, patients?
2: Interesting, excuse me, I just wrote a blog about, about one specific interaction that I will never forget. And um, this gentleman, big guy, he was in construction. And I remember he had trouble sleeping so he wanted a sleeping pill, and so I come around the front of the pharmacy. This is this is just what I would do, you know. Let me get let me get really be with that person and not have that counter in between us, you know. I was let me be, let's let's get that closer connection, right? Because I really wanted to understand where they were coming from before I would make a recommendation. So that was what I would love to do. I go around the. You know, and phones would be ringing and people are waiting. And it was like, well, this person's right in front of me. And they get my full attention. And he was having trouble sleeping. And I said, you know, what What else is going on with you that you can't sleep? You know, what, what kind of work do you do? Uh, I do this outdoor work and I'm busy. Okay. You know, how much caffeine are you drinking? And and when are you drinking it? Do you drink a lot of coffee? Is this something you do like on the job all day? <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, you know, w- w- what are your relationships like? What do you like to do for fun? You know, are you getting any sleep? I mean, are you sleeping like too much on the weekend? You know, just what does your life look like, right? I start asking him this stuff. He's like, "Well, yeah, I think I drink some coffee, and no, I don't really get any exercise other than this construction work, and and I got this girlfriend, and oh, she drives me crazy." <laughs> I said, "Okay, so." if she's driving you crazy why is she still in your life right you know because what he told me was I go to the the tavern and I drink too much because I'm miserable with my life then I feel terrible and then I go home and I can't sleep okay the last thing you really need right now is a sleeping pill so right. what you really need to do since you asked my opinion, right? And this is why I'm here, is You need to figure out your life. You need to say, hey, if this relationship isn't working, maybe it's time to to move on. And I'm like, why are you in a bar when, look, have you noticed that it's a beautiful time of year? Okay, and there's lots of flowers outside and, and there's so much, you know, we live near a lake shore. And do you, do you see there's just a whole lot of other things you could go do with your time? You could find a good book to read. You know, there's a whole lot of other options of things you could do besides go sit in a tavern and drink and then have trouble sleeping and hate your life. And he looked at me and he gave me a big hug and he's like, thank you. Thank you. And I said, you're welcome. And it was those types of moments that um, made me realize That's why that shoe didn't fit anymore.
1: Did you ever see him again?
2: No. Hmm. No. And interestingly, you know, over the years, sometimes people would come and ask what they needed. And and I'd say, you know, what kind of diet pill? You know, let's talk about that, right? What can I do to get rid of this excess water? But, you know, all those types of questions, I'd say, this isn't really the best choice. You know, what what you're thinking to do is not really going to serve you in the best way. And they'd buy it anyway. But that day, that gentleman, he didn't buy anything. Hmm. He walked out and he didn't buy anything. Hence, (laughs) the reason why I was probably not the best, you know, uh, the best option to be where I was and that was really what I did a lot I would I would really try to get people to think about what else could they change in their life to not need another prescription to not have to buy that sleeping pill you know is there something else that we can think of that would serve you in a healthier way and still get you great results probably better results then maybe doing something else that could cause another problem or an interaction with what you've already got, you know, that you're taking. So that's how I always looked at it.
0: So what did the moment look like when you decided to take the leap? Can you describe what that moment was like? Oh, what, that you, was really scary. What you're uh, feeling?
2: Yeah, it was really scary because, um, you know, all I knew was being in a, in a type of a job where somebody came to me all the time. I didn't have to market. People needed prescriptions all the time, you know. I got the paycheck, and uh, yeah, there, people just showed up. Okay, so, so to think about, gosh, what else could I do with this? And so I, I, did work with a direct sales company. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, that's that's health and wellness, and and so I did that for uh, a while, thinking, okay, this this is it, this is it, and I enjoyed that because it, it got me more in that role of really being with people and um and then it's like "Ah, but there's still something more there's something more and i have another friend he said you know carol i really see you doing something we're just really giving that one-on-one attention to people and he's like i'm not sure what that looks like but that's what i really see for you and i'm like and and i heard that from a couple people over the years and that's how I ended up saying, well, you know, I think this, I, I don't know too many health coaches, but I think, I think that would probably be a good thing for me, mm-hmm. which is why I ended up where I ended up. And, and so you asked about that leap, uh, you know, Tim about, the, um, I remember the day I walked out of that pharmacy and I took my license and I said, um, that I, I need to move on. And I remember they were all so sad and they just Mm -hmm. looked at me and, and I said, really, this is, this is really going to be okay. And so what I noticed was there's some sadness. However, like they, I think a lot of that part of them was wishing they could find that pair of shoes that fit them better too. That's what I sensed because they, they just were like, wait, you're leaving us here. Well, yeah, I gave you the best I had. And so all those years where I was feeling that restlessness, every, every time I would show up there, it was like, how can I raise the energy in this workspace, whether it's the people I'm working with or the people that are coming in, whatever, if the energy in this, in the space is like a three, how can I get it up to a five? You know, how can I bring that up? How can I level up the game here? Um, and so that, that would take a lot of energy from me. But that's how I ended up approaching that and saying you know what when it's time to go God's going to tell me you know I just felt like I would just know and I knew when it was time to go and I still worked part-time for a while when I took my license um, they'd send me to different stores here and there and then one day it was like you know what Um, you're not working enough and so we just you know I was just kind of paid off whatever vacation I still had like you know you can accumulate days and this check showed up and I thought, what's going on? And I made a call. and They go, well, you know, I think you, I think they they like retired you. And I go, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, well, like what? Well, you know, unless you're working like the you know so many hours. And I I I totally understood that, um, but it was like, okay, um, that's interesting. So I remember you just sent the
1: check. No one said anything. Yeah, no
2: one said a word. And I remember calling the study. They go, did that's anyone, a good company. Did anyone call you? And I said, no, I didn't hear from anybody. I never did, but. <laughs> And so um, my husband goes, I remember we were having lunch one day. He goes, well, I think you've been unceremoniously unceremoniously retired. <laughs> and I went, you know what? That was God shutting that door totally. And that's when I really felt that impact of that leap. Like, you know, because i kind of been hanging on. Mm-hmm. You know, you hang on, you hang on. I'll work a little bit just in case, you know, this other thing doesn't work out. And I think sometimes you do. You've just got to totally leap and think here's the net. Because as long as I'm still hanging on. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You know, the way I'm thinking. And so at that moment, that was like, okay, boom. Got shut that door and said, you're out of there. You gave it as much as you could for as long as you did, and you're done.
1: So, how many years were you at Walgreens before you were unceremoniously retired?
2: I want to say about 28.
1: 28. 28, no phone call. No phone call. <laughs> Sons of bitches.
0: So when, when uh, what year was, I mean, when was did this happen? I, I want to
2: say, I, the number that six is like like the year of like 2011. Okay. Somewhere okay. in there gotcha. is, is um, you know, that's when I started uh, with uh, my blog, you know, having a website and it was, you know, kind of half-hearted, but that's mm-hmm. when I started doing that thinking, let me shift in another direction because I don't know what else to do, you know, and so... Um, then through different types of uh, business coaching over the years, um, and and then, yeah, just various various life coaching, business coaching, um, realizing, you know what, there, there's a way we have to show up, and and we've talked about this, how we have to be consistent, and how we have to persevere, and we have to say, hey, I've decided that this is what this is gonna look like because this is where I'm supposed to be today and that doesn't mean things can't shift, but you know, figuring out where am I supposed to be today, and knowing that it's it's really it really is where I am supposed to be, uh, because it you know, as you you are both figuring out when you take on a role of entrepreneur, where you are the CEO, the CFO, the marketer, the you know the person in the business, the salesperson, the, you know, managing everything. It, it's very all encompassing, and it's tricky when you come from a background of okay, I'm the pharmacist and people come to me to figure that. you know, joining a chamber, joining different networking groups simply to get in front of people and be able to speak about what it is, you know, you're there to offer. It's a big, big transition, big. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it it takes years. And I think, you know, initially we we do something, I'm going to do that. And we're like, okay, it's going to look like this and this and this and this. And that's Mm -hmm. what I had in my head. This is how this is all going to play out. And that has not happened at all. You know, but the direction it's taken me, what I realize is that there were other things that had it, the way it was in my head, had that worked out, I would not be in a direction where now I'm really loving where I'm going with this. You know, um, it's, it's just getting me to places that draw me deeper to where I can uh, use these gifts I've been given. And yeah. that's what we're all here to do. You know, find those gifts because we're all unique you know, sharpen them the best we can, put them out there, help other people find their gifts too, you know, um, if, if they care to look, if they care to uncover them and, and, you know, which brings us back to if you're not feeling good, if you're not sleeping, if you're not loving your life, if you're, you know, if you're drowning whatever your life looks like, um, with anything, besides trying to figure out how you can make some different adjustments with it. Um, you're missing out. We have now. We have this moment right now. Boom. It's gone. You know, people live in a, a world of someday or one day or, yeah, when. You know, when I do this, I'll be happy. When I, uh, you know, that's that's not going to get you where you're going. you got to do it now. Sure. Right now.
1: Um, I'm interested in, I want to back up for a second. When you were leaving Walgreens, uh, when your friends were like, oh, you're leaving us here. And. And what that looked like, how that felt to, because they were your friends, you looked out for each other, and how did you go about leaving, you know, in a sense, leaving them behind to chase something that you had to do selfishly for yourself, which in turn was to help others in a different and better way um, that also served your happiness too. So how, how do people, you know, they might not enjoy the job, but they really love who they're with in the job and how can they go about kind of shedding that skin and, and letting go of that in order to chase like ah this but this is what i really need to do but i really love these people like they're my people but i need to do this how, how do you kind of bridge that gap
2: i still have some of those friends i still keep in contact with them okay you know the ones that that um I think when you really had a, something solid there in those relationships, I, I still keep in touch with them and see them and talk with them. Um, and um, I think that's what happens. And, and, and again, Colin, you know, what I can tell you is that over, over the years, there's different seasons of our life where different people come in and out of. To, you know, I, I think they're there. Okay, oh. that honking, just so you know, any of you, that's our dog, Sophie. Oh, my
1: God. She's older.
2: She's got some kind of trachea something-something, uh, I don't know what it's called. But she, she honks like a goose like this, and uh, it's not because we're bad parents to our dog.
0: So. just say she's cheering you
2: on. She's cheering, she's so- cheering us on. She's doing that's something. Yeah. yeah, you know, oh. I've had these talks with her, but she's deaf, and so she can't really yeah, hear me counsel hear. her. So she's... Uh, she'll be all right um so any as as we go through life we have different seasons where different people are part of really part of um who we are at that point in time and and then that that tends to shift and you know again when when you can keep a certain you know a few really really good friends over the course of a lifetime and I'm blessed to say I have you know I've got friends from Wow, you know, like college and one was just here yesterday, you know, for, for tra- traveling through. When you can keep some really good friendships over the course of a lifetime, that's special. Mm-hmm. And uh, and some people, you know, they, it is a more of an acquaintance situation or you're in that workplace. And uh, But those that, that are more solid, that, you know, for whatever reason, you still have a way to serve one another in some capacity, they will still be there. I, I think that's kind of how the world the universe responds to that you know we we can't keep every every bit of everything in our life because we have to let things go for more new to show up it's like you can't fill the glass back up until you empty it Mm -hmm. right so if the glass is always like brimming you know if you just keep hanging on hanging on where where are you going to get those new people or those new experiences or anything you know in your life that are supposed to help you become who you need to be. You know, I had one coach and he'd say, you know, anything you're doing with your work, it's not about your business at all. And I remember we all just looked at him and goes, what this is really about is you becoming who you need to be while you're on this planet. And the business is a tool to help you figure out who that person is and what that person needs to look like and how you need to show up Mm -hmm. every day. And I thought all right, that's pretty cool, you know, this really isn't about anything but becoming who we're here to become, and that's what makes, you know, anybody's journey, any, you know, anybody, any of these, your listeners, anybody you've had on these before, that's what makes this journey so cool, it's, it's all about, you know, evolving to be who, you know, our highest self, our best self, so nothing is, is ever wasted, you know, and again, I think everything just it just keeps building to that place of, um, you know, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't had those experiences. So I'm so grateful for everything. I think we, that's the thing. We have to be grateful for everything that, that's been a part of our our life, because it's it's who we've become, even if we tend to think, oh, that wasn't so good. It's still who we are and we have to love, love all of us you know and those things that we need to to transform it let's get that let's do that let's get at that and not stick our head in the sand or be like the guy i'm just going to go sit in the tavern because my girlfriend drives me crazy Mm -hmm. okay really and and how's that going to help you Mm
0: -hmm.
2: over time right Mm -hmm. one year slips into three which slips into five and the next thing you know people they're like i don't know what happened to my life but it's over boom gone
1: it's a terrifying thought. Yeah, Sometimes
0: gives me chills thinking about it.
1: Just like didn't do anything, and there it is.
0: Mm-hmm. What are uh, if if you're someone in a job position right now, and you know there's there's something more out there for you. You know you're capable of doing work to to reach a higher self. What are what are some steps that people can take, even when they're in a job that they're not fully satisfied with? To move in that direction to find their higher self. Is there anything that you, obviously, you had those interactions with the customers that kind of mm-hmm. pushed you in that direction? But sure. I guess is there anything people can do to actively see yes, that
2: out? yes, there there really is. And I've had it's interesting. You know, I always find that conversations kind of lead you up to understanding. Like, I yeah, I have a mm-hmm. great great response for that because when wherever you are, if you can find some joy in whatever it is you're doing figure that out figure out what is it about what you are doing that's in there that there's got to be something it can be really it could be lunch your lunch break brings you joy okay well what what is it about lunch is it your interaction with the people at lunch is you know where in your day whatever you're doing you go I hate my job okay but where are you finding some joy you know you can peel back it's like the onion peel back the layers of this the stuff that you're like this is not working for me but what is because in that joy you're going to start to uncover your gifts and your talents and that those are going to be the clues of maybe a direction you could certainly look to go and that may be that may be like wow you know i really like this and it's something you could say let me try to develop this skill as a hobby right i mean you know, you could take some uh, evening classes. There's so much anybody can do anymore. You can take some kind of class in, in a community, or or even um, some different like colleges, or take a class for non, you know, not adult non-credit type of thing. But you can try to figure out what that could be, what that could look like, and say, hey, you know, you know, I like lunch because I get to sit outside and look at the flowers. Well, I don't really know much about flowers, but you know what? Maybe I could I could enjoy like something designing gardens so let me let me go to the local nursery and see if they have any kind of class or if i could you know learn more about plants you know it's some kind of botanical um, uh, class or, or display or you know get involved with some gardeners or Simply start reading books, mm-hmm. you know, online. You can, listening to podcasts, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's so much out there anymore. We have so much available to get more information. So, you know, say, hey, let me learn more about that. Because maybe since what I really enjoy about lunch is when I get to sit outside and look at the flowers and there's nothing else I really like about that. Let me see where that could take me. And it may be like a transition. Yes, people need to work. They have to have insurance, right? They have to have income. So what can that look like? What can I do to bring me more joy in that day? more joy, more joy, less of stuff I don't like until I can finally maybe go find a job or start something where you know what I, I can transition and, and see how this goes mm-hmm. you know yeah. to take that leap mm-hmm. um, but to say you know what this just isn't gonna work and stay stuck. That's exactly what will happen. You'll stay stuck. you'll be in that place two years, five years, ten years and go what happened to my life right? Um, but reading books is awesome. Um, I, I'm learning things and, and talking, you know, talking to people, um, finding out what they do, finding, I'm always amazed when I listen to people and I find out, I didn't even know there was that kind of a job out there and they're doing it. That's really cool. I didn't know somebody had that kind of a job. Interesting. So, you know, thinking about really tuning into people and what they're doing, what, you know, what have they got to tell you? Who do they know? You know, I think, people get stuck and they're like, I'm afraid to meet new people. You now I just went to this class and you know, everybody's really kind of afraid of everybody, right? I mean, oh, what are they going to think? What's, what's, you know, what are they going to do if I look like this? Or, you know, I think as human beings, we tend to be very protective, right? And that's how we've grown up. Oh, don't do that. Somebody may say something mean, or you might, you know, um, they might laugh at you right and and so we get we get kind of stuck with oh what will somebody think or what will they say and it's like you know what i when we all get to that place like i did with that that one patient you know where we just got really vulnerable and he just opened up and said okay this is what's going on when we can do that and i go okay so so what are you doing so when we can get to those kinds of conversations with people and really be vulnerable and say you know what You may think I'm crazy, but that's really okay. Right? It's okay if you wanna think I'm crazy. It's okay if if, you know, what your life looks like is different than my life. We're so we're unique. (laughs) There's how many billions of people on the planet? You know what? Nobody's got the same gifts. Nobody's got the same interests. Everybody's gonna be who they're gonna be. And that's cool. So we're all kind of afraid of everybody, right? Oh, what are they gonna think? We gotta get over that, you know. And and then it makes it easy. Like, you know what? (coughs) Yeah, they're afraid of me. I'm afraid of them. So, what? Let's get past that and just have a nice conversation. Let me find out what maybe they do for a living. You know, I'm interested in in the gardening thing. Can you, do you know who I might talk to? Um, Start asking questions. You know, that's always a big one to hear in our house. Well, what do we do? We start asking questions. Right. Um,
1: So, I'm interested. So, for people listening who are stuck in something they don't like doing, uh, let's take the flower example. So, they, they love lunch because they get to look at flowers on the outside. Well, Carol, I can't just make money looking at flowers. I have I have three kids. You know, one's going to go to college soon. I got a husband. I need to help. I need insurance, et cetera, et cetera. So then, how do you start to look at? Okay, you found what you love to do. Say it's the flowers. Now, how do you make money doing that thing? Like, how how would you approach like something? I don't know how I would make money doing this. So, so what what do you look for? Uh, in order to help provide by doing the thing you love doing
2: that would be i would i would call that like a a transition time frame where yeah you keep that job and you think you know what but on on like every saturday morning i can go take this class learning about you know about more about the flowers and maybe you finally learn enough where you can go work for a florist right okay and maybe that florist you know you could get you know paycheck, you could get insurance. Um, you know, there might be something, there there could be, you know, a nursery, right, that has, um, you know, there's all kinds of nurseries that in the summer they need more help. And, um, you know, maybe it's it's a part-time thing. It could mm-hmm. be starting out as a part-time thing and working your way into a full-time position, right, to get that that pay and those benefits that you have to have. And, you know, it could even simply be, You know for years i had to say look i simply have to show up and be the best i can be right here now because this is this is where it's at for me and and how can i raise the energy of people and simply showing up to that capacity even if you're like man i'd really love to do something else i I think when we start showing up differently things start to happen, doors start to open and we, you know, you put it out there and say, you know what, I would love to have a job or I do this. And you say that and you tell people and you claim it. I believe that you get the response. You know, the, the world steps aside from people that know where they're going. When you say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this work. You know, I look, at, I look at you guys doing these podcasts and the consistency with which you two show up to do these and and it doesn't matter and it's kind of like when we get that way about something in our life the world moves aside for us Mm -hmm. i believe that and we simply have to persevere and not give up and and get creative about what again what could that look like how can i incorporate something that i absolutely love to do and still make some money and not hate my life Mm -hmm. and and realize you know it things take time i think that's the other thing i learned you know you just think i'm just gonna do it like this 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 and this and it'll all be good and and like um things take time and to be patient with that and and not be not get down on ourselves and not give up Mm -hmm. and say you know there there's always a way i can make something else better Mm -hmm. and make another choice and uh and and enjoy my life more sure right I, I think that's what we have to do. Pick out those things in the day that are going to bring in the joy and, and keep looking for those.
1: That's funny. We've talked um, when we talked about Aubrey Marcus's book, Pockets of Peace, mm-hmm. finding that pocket of peace in your day of mm-hmm. what, what gets your, your inner self back to kind of that equilibrium where you're yeah. not stressed out by, you know, uh, Mr. Jones at at the office, who's just giving you a stack after stack, or you know, so and so is trying to ruin your life at work, or they're throwing you under the bus to, you know, whatever manager. Um, and so it's ironic you say that of finding where's your joy at, and, yeah. and keep feeding that. And it's mm-hmm. easy to say, but once you start doing it, it's yeah, it, it, it starts to it's like the snowball effect. So, um,
2: and that you know, I'm not. I'm not living in, you know, with the rose-colored glasses. I mean, that can be a real challenge. Sure. I get it. Yeah. Because I, I, I dealt with that, right? And a lot of people, I, I've i seen a lot of people dealing with that on a daily basis. So um, it, it's it's not, oh, well, you just do that and it happens. It, it's got to really be intentional. And, uh, and I think, you know, for me... Um, my faith is huge. Yeah. And plays a huge role in that, and I, and I believe, you know, you can call that God. You can call that source energy. You can call it the universe. You can call it your creator. Everybody's got a different name for it. For it but you got to tap into that when you're really looking for things to happen in your life. And that's why I think sitting quietly, and just just being being still, is so critical. And you know, there's so many books. Um, that other people um, have written Mm -hmm. that I read too and and that say this is you got to tap into that and the more you do the more things start to change in a way that are dynamic and you're going to find that joy in a place where you never thought you could Mm -hmm. you have to you have to find that silence and be good with that and meditate you know journaling if that works for you or um you know, nature and and really, you know, good supportive friends. And sometimes people don't find that support in their family. I'll tell you something, when you go to, when you go to change your life, people get really scared and wigged out by that. Because when you make a bold move to do something and the people around you, they're not there, they're going to go, uh-oh, oh, that could be dangerous for you. You know, that could be scary for you. You know, you know what? That may not work out and you're going to get hurt. And, oh, are you sure you want to start that business? Because, you know, things may go really bad. You know, most, most restaurants don't make it more than so many, you know, the statistics mm-hmm. are... You know, you get to see
1: true people when you start to go alone. Right.
2: And because what happens is so many people, they're not going to do that themselves. And when you do that yourself and they're watching you, that makes them have to start thinking like, oh, great. You know, I'm not really feeling the joy where I am and they're doing that. And then, you know, it just builds up different feelings of I'm not where I could be. And I don't know that I can take those steps that I'm watching them take. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times the people very, very close to us really struggle with us trying to uh, to do something that we go, okay, this is going to be really, really big. This is grand. This is huge. And uh, and that's why people, they get afraid, you know, so they shrink back. Have
1: you, you, know. have you seen some of that personally with people you know and are close to where when you started to to go out and be Oh yeah, when I left with my the license they're like, "What
2: are you doing?" You're walking away from a job and and I'm like, "Well, yes, I am. I am. I have to." I mean, at the time, what was I um, you know, my 40s and I'm like, "I'm not doing this until I'm 65. I'm not going to count the years till I can retire." Mm-hmm. I and and yeah, it's it's uh, it's had a lot of challenges. It yeah. has. I have, fortunately, you know, um, very supportive husband, very supportive kids, and I've had really good supportive friends too. And and so I've been hugely blessed. And again, though, that's no accident. Mm-hmm. That's no accident. That's um. I don't know. I think as as we start to uh, to claim our gifts in our life, I think people around us. Can start to do that too. They can get more confident and do that for themselves. We have to sometimes just show people the way.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it's, really it's important. Doable.
2: It's very doable. And again, you know, being patient and kind with yourself it starts there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and you two have, you know, you're figuring that out. You know, you've ta- I've been listening to these. You talk to so many different people and their journeys, and you know, none of it's a piece of cake. If you want a cakewalk, this isn't the way to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But when you, you know, even, and it's not like, oh, I'll be, I'll arrive when that's, that's no, we're never going to arrive. There's always more to learn. Mm-hmm. The more I learn, the more I realize I have not a clue, yeah. but it sure is fun. Mm-hmm. It sure is fun learning. It's great to really get to know where other people are and, and what their challenges are and really getting to those vulnerable places of conversation. And what are you feeling? And you know, this is a struggle for you. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? And, and it usually goes back to, you know, back when I was a kid. This is what happened. Huh. And we carry that stuff. We carry so that stuff.
1: You you made the notion that when someone is strong in the direction, the universe steps aside. Uh, what recently ha- has been something where you saw that happen for you to where it was like, whoa? that door just opened or this thing just presented itself or this client just came to me and this is a big one uh so what recently kind of experience have you seen to where that happened where you you are digging through the trenches you're you're doing what you need to do and then it finally something just came to and it's like whoa That's big, and I needed that. Sure, yes,
2: you know, and there's there's actually been a lot of those over the years, and it's that's what that's what's fun because you don't know what's going to happen. So, and a lot of things just intertwine in life, you know. It always isn't just about the business, and and again, that's cool. So, um, you know, back in 2016, I published I published the book. Yep, uh, cookies no milk and pizza no cheese. Right. Ice cream you can order like, off Amazon. Yeah, and I Ice Cream Lover's Guide to Raising Children with Dairy Allergies, right? Okay. Yeah, so yep. um, so I published that, I self published that in twenty sixteen. Banging
1: I, recipes in there. I always though.
2: yeah, I always had the uh, I just knew that I had to write. That that you know, there's just some things you just know. And I you don't know how it's gonna come out, but I'm like, okay, so I one day I just find that I can Figure out how to publish online, and take this course, and meet other people across, you know, virtually across the world, and we support each other, and you learn stuff, and and that's how how I, you know, you get it, the the coach, and you, you just figure it out. You figure out how to do it, and it's you know, it's like, hey, this happened. It's not just a one day I'm going to write the book. It's like, okay, I just did that, right? So, um that happened. I got it published, and when I had the print version, which was a challenge in itself, to to get from the, the, you know, the Kindle version to the actual copy you can hold in your hand. There were a lot of challenges along the way. And uh, I'm thinking, I don't know, this, this is this ever gonna finally come to fruition? I had to stick with it, and it did. So once I had those copies, I sent it off to various people. And, because uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun to write for the paper, something for the paper, you know, locally. That'd be cool, I I'd like doing that. So I sent some off to uh, to a local, our local news people. And um, one day, I get an email from somebody who wants to ask me about my book and write an article about me writing the book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is fun. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Not long after that, I get approached by uh, another uh, one of the editors of the paper that says, hey, would you like to do this article for us and this publication we do every month? I'm like sure yeah Yeah, like I really like I wanted to do something like that I thought it'd be just really fun and so you know what that I've been doing that for uh over a year now and I really enjoy that it's a good time um you know working with with the people at the paper and and coming up with ideas and topics that fit with whatever it is they're you know they're into with that issue and um you know it's just it's been a, a wonderful experience and and I love that and that's been a big thing for me because it's something I, I dreamt of doing. I'm like, I'd like to do that. So I am. Um, another one is, um, you know, I've, I've accepted uh, a challenge with doing something for our, our church and uh, to lead um, a program there, which I did. And it was, it was great fun. And I, I was able to put a wonderful team of people together to help because obviously you don't do anything by yourself. You know, so I was able to find some great people to step up and, and watch them use their gifts in great, amazing ways too. And 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 that's a good time. That's really a good time to to ask other people. Hey, you know what? I see that this would be a great role for you. Are you willing to step up and give it a try? Because you know that's I don't really know what I'm doing, but let's let's not know what we're doing together and figure it out. Okay,
0: <laughs>
2: you know. So when you get a bunch of people that are just willing to step out of their comfort zone and try something. Um, and then you make it happen, and then other people can benefit from that. It's, it's great. And uh, so that's, that's something else that I've done. And um, he, you step up and do that. And then, I'll, you know, I'll get, I'll get calls or an email from somebody out of clear blue that just needs, you know, hey, can we have a conversation? I'm really, I'm really struggling with something. Of course we can have a conversation and see where that's going to go. Um, and so, again, you step out there in faith and say here i am i'm willing to do whatever it takes to make this work and it can look a lot of different ways and that's why i say you have in your head a vision of what the something can look like in your life and then what the way it shows up could just be totally magical and different and you're like whoa i never would have thought this this could be the case hmm. and it's it's uh it's a fun ride you know it's like you put yourself out there to to really make some changes. It's like buckle your seatbelt and hang on. And because sometimes you go downhill and you think uh, are we ever, you know, we ever going to get out of this valley? And then sometimes you're up on the top, you know, your arms are up in the air and you're going, "Yeah!" you know, <laughs> like at the Disney where they take your picture and you're like, yeah. "Yay!" <laughs> so it's it is a roller coaster ride when you're, you know, when you're doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. And then but when you look at people that are Also, depending on, uh, you know, maybe they have a job working for somebody, again, is there really a lot of security there today? I don't know. I see a lot of people, all of a sudden, they don't have work and they thought they would. Something that, you know, oh, that was a secure job, yeah, keyword was, maybe not so much anymore. So I think whatever we're doing, we have to realize that, you know, the, the world is constantly evolving and shifting. And we ought to get comfy being okay with change, you know. And that, again, people get, that that can be upsetting and scary. But, hey, we're all scared, right? We're all scared of each other <laughs> to yeah. some degree. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are they going to say? What are they going to think of me? Yeah. You know, okay, now that we've got that settled, let's just move past it. Sure. So did that answer that question for you about... Those yeah, I think things, so. <laughs> there's things that just kinda of show up and there's just a couple that really come to mind that yeah. have been really, really fun and um, yeah, good time.
0: So what's the what's the name of your business right now? What's it called? Ink-
2: Inkwell, healthy Inkwell. lifestyles.
0: Okay. And what's your overarching goal with the business? Like what like where are you where's it at right now? Like what's your goals that you're working toward? Anything that you're trying to achieve worthwhile higher than what you are right now
2: yes you know i always think of it kind of like a there's there's three dimensions to it um mm-hmm. there's the writing mm-hmm. there's uh the speaking I've, I've had some great opportunities again you know when you put yourself out there I've, I've been able to uh do some speaking like uh for purdue northwest to help with mm-hmm. their uh with their wellness classes you know for the people to get uh break on their insurance and you know that that's fun that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff is fun too so the speaking the writing and then the the coaching and um, right now that's more of a a one-on-one or um um, you know couples i I, i'm looking to probably figure out something that could even be like more of a group Mm, type of of coaching situation Mm -hmm. too um you know a lot of people have that i'm not sure what that That could look like right now, Um, but uh, yeah, I see that happening in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But but yeah, so yeah, coaching and and all different could look a lot of different ways. You know, when people are local, I love to spend that that time face to face. You know, in their kitchen. Let's sit in your kitchen and have a conversation because most people are really comfortable in their own home, Mm -hmm. and so that's really how I like to 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 be with them. Uh, present in, in a place that they're comfortable with. You know, of course I've coached people um, across the country, right, in other places, and we can do that. We do that on Zoom, so I can still have that. We use the Zoom. eye, yeah. The eye contact. Yeah. Zoom is a great thing.
0: We're newcomers to Zoom. We like yeah, it. Yeah, We're
2: Zoom, Zoom is good. You know, there's also Skype, I yeah. you could do that too. Uh, uh, years ago, I Skype with somebody when I was in one of my virtual classes. I think it was the publishing school, and she was in Canada. Um, you know, so it was, it was fun. You know, you just meet people all over the world in mm-hmm. a lot of these these uh, virtual uh, group things I've done, you know, to learn more. And you learn from the people that, again, that's why I've experienced group coaching myself, being part of it. And, and you, you learn from other people's experiences. And that's why I think, you know, there's, there's always a value to doing something with a group because you learn from each other. Mm-hmm.
1: So what, what does your coaching look like? What do you provide? Uh, what kind of value are you giving to people? What is uh, Inkwell coaching like? When, when you get someone like, hey, I think I need you, uh, what do they come to you for? Why are they coming to you? And, and what do you take them through?
2: The scope of that can, can really be very broad. It can be from anything from um, needing to lose weight, you know, they're on the verge of needing medications and they don't want to go there. They're on medications and they don't want to be taken more. They'd like to maybe, you know, hopefully one day get to a place where they may not need any or as many. Right. Or simply they're like, I just, I just know I could be healthier and I I just would love to know what that looks like. Um, and so, like I said, people are all across the board. Um, for different things. So, you know, the first, the first thing that we do, uh, together is to say, okay, what do you feel is, what's your biggest challenge today? What, what are you really struggling with? You know, and that answer is going to be different. Some people it's like, you know, I just really can't get myself to, to stick with an exercise program. Okay. You know, so let's, what have you tried and and what happened you know what did that look like that you you just can't make that happen in your life you know um so so you know one of the first things like that on that scope is you know figure out what you love to do you know people get in their head oh exercise has means i have to go to a gym with all these weight machines and i don't really feel comfortable there and i don't want to do that and if i don't do it then you know and they'll talk themselves out of it before they even get started and and so they never leave the house Right. Or, you know, that, that the commitment to do that is something that I should do, not gosh, I really enjoy it. So, you know, let's figure out what is it that you could do where you're moving and you could find some joy in that. Right. Find the joy in your day. Where is that for you? That's going to again, that answer is going to vary depending on where that person, what was their background? How did they grow up? Right people some people love sports well f- let's find where you can do what you love some people gosh I love dancing well you know what Zumba's around now that's a really good yeah. thing to do you could go do Zumba oh okay um so again you know the movement component is always critical and then other people might be moving but then there's the food component and they're just like I don't even know what eat eat anymore you know there's the people are so bombarded with the internet now right about how to eat. Do we eat this way, that way? And there's all those names for all those different ways to eat. This diet, that diet. And I'm like, you know what? We don't need a diet for starters. And this doesn't have to be hard. Everyone wants
1: these camps. So I, I'm in this. I do this. I'm, I'm just like, everything's a tool.
2: And, and exactly. And again, you know, you're a unique individual. There's nobody else on the planet like you, right? There's nobody else like you. Nobody's got, you know, even if you're identical twins, twins, there's something that's going to be probably a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to look at what is this, what could this look like for you? You know, what is your challenge with the food? And let's figure that out. And again, we'll start, you know, something really basic. Um, you know, a big one is, well, do you drink, are you drinking plenty of water? Now, I know you guys do because I see you walking <laughs> around with your big water jugs. <laughs> Everywhere you go, right?
1: A, Tim, Tim's it, got his water. He pulls out from under the kitchen table. Yeah. My, my dad, Tim, I could have gotten you a glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, you know, anymore people have their phone in one hand, you guys have your jug of water in the other. And that's great, right? <laughs> you know, for a lot of people, they, they, they're Weave. not even, they're not thinking about how the hydration even affects them or lack of, right? You, you, when you even just fix something as simple as, can let's drink more water in the day. Boy, a lot of stuff can get resolved, you know? Uh, and that that's really not a big deal. That's not a diet. And we didn't have to change a food that you're eating or not eating. And you didn't even have to get off the couch and go to a gym for that. We hmm. simply changed one thing. And, and that's what we really do. What I do is called really habit-based coaching. You know, we, we we look at a habit that would be really, really good to have in our life and we practice that until it's like easy. And and typically one habit kind of replaces another one. And you do that till you find the right balance for a person. Um water's a big one you know somebody goes oh i'm just not feeling good and well are you drinking water oh no well what? let's start there <laughs> yeah. let's start there before you start oh you know people want to jump to something like let me do some intermittent fasting and i think i'm going to do keto and you know so let me see that's a huge amount of fat in my diet what would that look like and i better get a, a you Destroying know a scale the keto zealots. <laughs> you know i better i better get you know my my uh, um the scale, right, to weigh things out and, you know, and then, you know, maybe I'll do the South Beach and maybe I'll do the, you know, there's all those, there's every kind out there, right? I couldn't even tell you what they all really are. But, you know, why don't we just start with something like, um, well, are you drinking the water? And before you you go to something like the intermittent fasting, let's look at if you're just getting some basic dynamics going with your food. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I'm not about starving. People go, you know, I'm not eating, and and I just can't lose weight. Well, you know, that's that's probably the problem. <laughs> you know, I've seen yeah. that. That's a common thing. I'm I'm not eating. Well, yeah, of course. When you're not eating, your body stops metabolizing the way it's made to, and you're going to hang on to whatever you got, right? Whether you like it or not. You know, let's first start with with loving what we got and and then let's let's move through that but love what you got right now and we're gonna we're gonna simply improve upon that Mm -hmm. you know so whatever that looks like for you Um, so really step by step you know nothing's crazy nothing's radical nothing's you know I'm not gonna starve you I had one person say you know what I really love you know fill in the blank are you gonna make me stop eating or drinking that and my Mm -hmm. answer is if I feel like it's not in your best interest, if it's really harming you, then that's gonna be your decision. And, I, and you know, I'm gonna give you my recommendation here as to what, you know, how this could be affecting you. I'm gonna put it on the line, and then it's your life and you have to decide. You know, if you've got an issue with, let's say, you know, dairy, and you know it bothers you, and you're gonna keep eating it, that's your decision, you, you know you're an adult so obviously the way it's making you feel is not worse than the way you know then you're ready to drop it and and live without it Mm -hmm. you know and and that's when people really decide i got to do something when their pain point is at that place where i can't take this anymore that's that was like me with the shoes you know with the i got to take i got to move on when that place happens when that pain point happens and they're like I can't take this anymore that's when people are ready to do something but if you know if if you know they're eating something like you know I kind of feel bad they don't feel bad enough they're probably not going to let that go yeah. you know? so that that becomes a personal thing but I'm not just going to say okay there's no more of this there's no more of that we're going to work through it and figure out you know what's going to serve you to become your highest self right cuz this process as much as it's about The weight you want to be or how you want to feel or how you're going to sleep it's about who are you going to show up and who are you becoming in this process of investing in yourself as a human being that matters because there's only one there's only one you boom boom that's really what this (laughs) is about yeah are you willing to invest in who you need to be to become your very best to show up at everything the way you need to yeah
1: so, so did you have uh, some studying in college with nutrition, or was, is that kind of something that's always come to you? Have you done extra with uh, nutrition and studying that to kind of get to your scope of practice to where you are now?
2: I have. Obviously, pharmacy school gave me a great background about physiology in the body and how everything works. Um, and and that's phenomenal, right? And then I, I have uh, a coaching um, nutrition coaching as well to really hone in on what could you know how do you go about this okay you know to really understand food and and again how can you really help people have a habit that they can incorporate so that it isn't a diet so you know most people that the diets they stop them and then guess what happens the weight comes back even worse you know more um, and so, it, to avoid that type of scenario, where when we we work at at a habit habit based coaching program, um, you know, it, it, it evolves at a pace, in a way that makes sense, so that, you know what, you can be where you need to be, and you know what to do, you know that's that's the goal. So the, the, I have had that training, as far as you know the nutrition and the coaching, and what does that look like, and how do you how do you uh. help people get from, you know, where they are now to where they want to go in a way that makes sense. And then they understand what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in y- you have to let people understand why they're doing what they're doing. And once they get it, once that makes sense to them, then, you know, when I'm not there anymore as their coach, they're going to go, oh, yeah, this is how I need to do this because I learned this. You know, they just understand what to do. And that's really how I work. I want you to understand what kinds of things you need to do for you to get the results you're looking to get. This isn't just a short term, like little fix. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I've had that training. Awesome. I've had, I've also, obviously, I've had a lot of coaching myself. So, you know, when you've been through coaching yourself, you kind of get how that works yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: and one thing i'm i'm curious about is it seems like you do a really good job of communicating to people like the why behind what they're doing and like they, they're clear and you're kind of clear on where their ideal state is or where they want to what they want to achieve what are some of the the common emotional hurdles that you see in people when you first talk to someone and maybe they're all set on a plan, but they might, they might have a setback. Cause you explained, you talked a little bit about emotional hurdles at the beginning of our conversation. Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the common things you see and how do you kind of overcome that?
2: Yeah, initially I'll get, you know, I'm not, I'm simply not gonna stop doing this one thing. Mm-hmm. And I do go, okay, okay, you know what, that's all right. W- we can still work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually one thing isn't a make or to or break it deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example. You know, uh, uh, for example, uh, somebody says, you know, I love my coffee. I'm not going to give up my coffee. Okay. How much coffee are you drinking? Well, I drink it all day. Okay. And How are you sleeping? I don't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let me tell you like it is. You love your coffee. However, I believe that that could be a problem with your sleep, right? Not only that, you know, if you're drinking a lot of coffee, you're you're probably not getting enough hydration. Mm -hmm. There's a whole, the whole big chemistry experiment is what I find fascinating because when you're getting too much of one thing and not enough of another, you know, it's going to affect it and that equation isn't going to balance right Mm -hmm. in the end. And and chemistry is all about getting those balanced equations to come out right and you get a good result. So if you're too heavy on one thing and not putting in something else, it's never going to be a good, good thing. So, you know, to say to someone like that, all right, I get it. You're not going to do this. I'm going to tell you it's not serving you. So how about we start cutting back? You know, could we do that? Are you Are you open to that? Just cutting it back? you know, or how about we do an experiment and see how you feel for so many days, you know, cutting it back and then maybe trying without it and we, we, you know there's so many other things we can do, mm-hmm. right? Um, just that habit, you know of I like that warm that warm drink. You know, there's a lot of great herbal teas out there. We can we can experiment with all flavors. You know, there's so many other ideas there because a lot of times it's a habit. You know, you hear about people that have smoked and they have to stop smoking. They're just, they're used to having something to do with their hands, you know. So what habit can we replace that with? Um, So, you know, sometimes I'll get that. I'm not, I'm just simply not going to do that. Okay. All right. Or like I said, we can work really, if we fix a lot of other things and they want to maintain something, um, we can usually do that. You know. Like, I'm going to eat French fries. Okay. Do you have to eat as many French fries? Right? Do you always have to eat the French fries when you go out? Probably not. You know, maybe you do. Maybe you do. But if, if with those French fries you're eating the salad and, you know, we're making other adjustments, maybe you can get away with that. And maybe you get to that place. And this is what usually happens. People get to that place where they're like, you know what? I can tell that that's a problem for my body. It's not reacting well to that food that I really wanted to hang on to.
1: Once they start to clean up the other things. Once you start see... to
2: clean up the other things. Okay. They start to you know, but again, giving them giving people that space to say, that's okay. That's not gonna make or break this deal of you looking to get where you want to go. We'll we'll work with that. Cross that bridge when we get there. You know, and again, for me to say i i don't do this because i've got it down perfectly right i, I admit i still have ice cream i make that work in my life right there's other things i I've, I've had to let go of because it doesn't serve me and i don't feel good and i'm okay with that and so what have i figured out i've how, how to make those chocolate chip cookies without regular flour you know we'll figure it out in a way that makes sense for you the individual and and then you know like colin you said too when when something. Boy, you're eating that and you're going, man, every time I eat that, I get the headache. Every time I eat that, I bloat. Every time I eat that, you know what? I don't sleep good and I'm just miserable for two days. Are you really enjoying that? Takes me back to the guy going to the bar because of the crazy girlfriend. Is that really how you want to live your life? You know, and that's the point where you got to say, hey, you got to decide. And that's up to you. How are you going to show up in your life? How you show up, you know, with with something like this is it's telling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Time to show up, Tim. Uh, you got anything else on this one, brother?
0: No, I think. I mean, yeah, that was the I think that was, I'm good on that for now.
1: Yeah, Mom. Any uh, any final thoughts, words of advice to those who're trying to figure it out, trying to make it happen, make it work, that are just stuck. Uh, anything um, to kind of end on here where it's like this
2: I do I actually have two things okay you know and I, I, I oh, write we only.
1: we can only do one no, I'm just kidding <laughs> oh
2: man I have Don't two girls. I have two because no, one of them load is load them up here, here it is <laughs> start with one thing right <laughs> <laughs> you know figure out that one big thing yeah. What you know people they get this all or none mentality I I hear that a lot I see it a lot It just that's what really sticks out to me Is it's like if I can't do it 100% perfect you know what I'm just not doing it, forget it. You know, I'm just gonna do it. I, I'm not gonna be successful, I just won't do this at all. You know, pick one thing. You know, maybe it's, I'm gonna take a 10 minute walk once a week. And that could be it to start with. That's great. Once you get really good at that, maybe you can do two 10 minute walks a week, right? Or maybe it's, I'm gonna practice having a glass of water first thing in the morning when I get out of bed. Okay, that's that's all, just start with that one thing and work on that. You know, pick one thing. And and if you mess up a couple of days, forgive yourself and and then get back on it. You know, don't beat yourself up and say, "Well, this isn't working." <laughs> you know, give yourself grace. Right? We got to have some grace for ourselves. I think we bid ourselves up more than anybody else ever will. Yeah. So, you know, be be kind to yourself. Pick one thing that you can do, whether it's the movement, maybe it's a food, maybe it's a habit you know isn't serving you. Maybe you can drink one less cup of coffee. Maybe you can eat one less cookie after dinner. Maybe you can change that bedtime snack from your cookies and milk to an apple with some nut butter, right? Small things really do make a difference. They add up. They add up. So that's, that's the big thing the other thing and this is this is kind of uh, a lot of people know I, I say this a lot too if you're gonna have something to eat that isn't gonna serve you in a really good way it better be amazing <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know you're, right. you my big example is you go to those dinners and the desserts might already be sitting on the table before you even get served your entrees and you're like that that may or may not be an amazing dessert you know, that's why I let the husband take a bite first because he's, you know, he's Mr. Non-compliant. He'll, he'll try anything <laughs> and I'll look at him, he'll put it down, I go, not amazing. Nope, nope, it's not amazing. So don't eat it, you know. There there are those times, you know, there's, uh, there's that dessert and you take that bite and it's like, this is incredible and I'm gonna enjoy every bite of it. And that's the other thing, when it's really that good, And it's not serving you because it's full of sugar and you're like, oh, enjoy every bite of it and don't guilt yourself out. Because then what's the point? You know, find that joy. Find that that space of joy in your day. And when that's really good and you're going to eat it, love every minute of it because that's all you got is right now.
1: All right. Mom, uh, where can people find you?
2: www.inkwellcoaching.com you can google inkwell healthy lifestyles and uh, I'll show up I have a website I write a blog every week consistently there goes we go. on on Thursday mornings um, so you can you can get on that uh, email list or simply go to the website inkwell healthy lifestyles at the inkwellcoaching.com read that blog I've recipes on there um Facebook page, equal healthy lifestyles. I started a, a close group, the Fit Foodies.
1: Okay, um, yes, I am a part of that. Yeah,
2: the Fit Foodies. So, we, so that we can have more interaction from from the people that are part of that group. So, yeah. uh, I'm out there in a lot of places. I got the book on Amazon, uh, Cookies No Milk, Pizza No Cheese, an Ice Cream Lovers Guide to Raising Children with Dairy Allergies. Um, and you know, I don't know what what else is is coming, but there'll be more because mm. you know what, that's how I find the joy. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. Thank you for taking this time to talk with me. Thank Thank you. you for the time. My pleasure. My pleasure.